This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Accidental Experience. I'm Mark Comer with Jimmy Boy, and he is live and and uh, not in the flesh, but live from somewhere down south. Jim, what's up today? First place, and I'm in Compton, but I'm in good internet Compton, which still doesn't seem to help our little Skype boy out. And, uh, how, what's your feelings on Skype in general? <laughs> if Skype was a person sitting right in front of me right now, I'd punch him in the face. That's my feeling. Nice. So, so what's going on is the studio's still under construction, and things always take longer than you want. We have to rely on Skype, who's only been in business I don't know twenty years, and they still can't seem to figure out how you can have a decent connection. We're not even talking video; we're talking audio, which is less broadband, right? So, so anyway, it's, right. it's just uh, you know, it's kind of every every time every time you say something. That's just super correct and right on. DC's going to do a bell also for this pod. So every time you hear the bell sound, that means you just nailed it on what you said. Okay. So, so there's a lot going on. You've got Cal versus Hawaii tonight from Australia. Can't wait. Um, you have a, a uh, ESPN came out yesterday with the most significant college football programs in history, right? And uh, I thought I think we should touch yeah. on that. Utah number one. Spoiler alert: Utes number one, probably. Oh, easily, not even a close second. You know, it's really interesting when you look at that, though, um, because um, this is, you know, it's it's it just for right now what's going on college football. There's a ton of things that are different than just ten years ago. You know, when you had that, yeah, right, right now, ten years ago is was just football we're talking about. Now it's always the realignment crap, you know, the P5 this, SEC is the best, all these different things. It has changed a lot, so it's just kind of nice to see uh, ESPN come out with something that just said, look, because when you and I were kids growing up and we watched SC or Cal, we watched BYU when they were on ABC every once in a while, um, you know, that, that, was, that was college football at a, very, at a very fun time. Would you agree? Yeah, and I was such a a uh, traditionalist back then. Even in the '80s, when Miami started to get good, now I always liked the brashness of Miami. But I used to always get mad when people would say, "Oh, the best rivalry is for sure Florida State Miami," and I would be like, "No, that's a that's a three year rivalry. Football is older than ten years." And you know. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn, those are the real rivalries. Quit saying Florida, Miami. And now we get a little bit of that with your, you know, we always talk about the love we have for the Utes, that the Utes think that their team is, A, relevant anyways, and B, has has been relevant for many years. It's two falsehoods put into one. Right. And so this isn't just local radio talking. You know, this isn't this is this is the SPN that kind of put together based on all the information they had, and it was really interesting because um, the, there was a number of programs tied for first, right? Of course, and I won't ask yeah. you you know to guess; you would guess them. But 
Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, USC. Those are the five teams tied for first, and I can't not I can't argue with that. Right, me neither. So then six, seven, eight, you have uh, Michigan, Texas, Nebraska, and then they go um, LSU, Penn State to round out the top ten. So then we go into uh, tied for eleventh, Florida and Georgia. Uh, 13th, Florida State. 14, Miami. I'm sure there's some good banter going on in the state of Florida about that one right now. Um, mm-hmm. ten- Tennessee, Auburn, Clemson, Michigan State, and UCLA tied for 18. Texas A&M rounding out the top 20. Then you have uh, tied for 21, Oregon and Stanford. 23, Washington Huskies. 24, Wisconsin. 25, Arkansas. And then you have, um, then you have twenty. I believe it was twenty-six. Excuse me. Sorry. No. Tied for twenty-seventh. BYU and Georgia Tech. So, so there are five Pac-12 teams ahead of BYU. There are a, a few um, Big Twelve, obviously SEC, and then you get down into uh, the lower echelon of teams. I'm trying to find Utah. I'm not sure. Let me go down. Scroll down. Did you just say low? Did you just say lower echelon? Yes, I sure did. Um, <laughs> you travel too much. You oh. get weird accents. So uh, echelon. You, it's not echelon. What is wrong with you? It's it's when you're speaking the Latin language, Spanish, Italian. They're all Latin based. <laughs> it's all the sounds are all the same. English is a very confusing language because the letter A can be. A, ah, ah. It's very confusing for our Latin friends to learn um, English. Okay, so I'm just trying to keep it real for them. So, um, 41st right. is Utah, tied with Louisville, uh, behind Cal, behind Minnesota, behind Colorado, behind Boise State. Um, anyway, this that's nice. That's just that's just for. So it's kind of fun to look at that and see what other people kind of think, and then at the same time. We have we're a week away, nine days away from the you know, BYU Arizona game, from the SC Alabama game. A lot of exciting, a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to over the next little while. Yeah, and next week's pod is going to the only stuff you're going to hear is people screaming in the background because we're going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. It is going to go down. <laughs> that is right. And, and these two Comer boys that ever these two Comer boys that everybody hear about, I want to get some serious one-on-one time with them because you know they get these fun little oh look at this fun meme putting down kershaw the greatest pitcher ever well i'm gonna have him explain himself straight up well no more hiding behind memes yeah easton and chase have some they have some pretty good ones uh they they do they have some pretty good ones and speaking of you know now uh let's talk a little baseball because this will be a little shorter pod until we can get our technology back on track dc we're gonna blame it all on dc okay are you all right with that jim it's all no yeah my dad used to blame obama for everything now it's dc and obama well (laughs) so 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 we got we got a little uh baseball series this week um you know dodgers giants if you go and you look at the Giants record, obviously it is a tale of two teams. And like I said last week, my, my teams can never just be normal. They have the best record in baseball till the All-Star break. I mean, flying high, right? I mean, just flying high. And then you have 
the worst record in baseball since the All-Star break. So could you please explain that to me, Mr. Dodger? Yeah, well, we talked a little bit last week about uh, the importance of getting hits when men are in running or scoring position. Yes. Today, I'm going to uh, mention also the importance of how baseball is insane in many ways. To the point of, uh, I sent you a little text today that said, when the Dodgers got basically no hit for... 26 outs, right? Uh-huh. When they got the base hit, I felt personally like we had just won the game. We still <laughs> lost the game. But it's such a weird game that like there was so much pressure cracking on the Dodgers to get a hit. And while watching how bummed out uh, Giants fans were made me so happy that they didn't get it. So I actually felt good going to bed instead of normally I'd be angry uh, that we go to bed. But it's just... It's the vibe of teams. It switches on a dime. For example, I don't know if you saw what happened right before the game, but it was that it let everybody in L.A. know that the Dodgers were going to lose that game. Do you know what happened about two hours, three hours before the game started? No, I did not know. The one person that is the constant, that is the ultimate good guy and the best friend of the franchise... Uh-huh was traded, A.J. Ellis was traded to the Phillies. <laughs> what? Dude. That, I did mean, you, put, Did you put, not know that? I, 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 no, I did not know that. I did not know that yesterday. We had a long bit football yeah. day yesterday. Um, so, at about 3 o'clock, all of freaking Dodgerdom, I got emails from people that don't even like the Dodgers, like, what? So they traded him for Carlos Ruiz of the Phillies. Because Carlos Ruiz can hit lefties better or something. Uh-huh. Not a lot better, just a little better. And when you are a nerd that's behind the computer and don't and take out every emotion and only go off of stats, it's a okay trade. But Ellis and Kershaw were in the dugout three hours before game three where we could basically go up four games. I don't want to say put it away, but definitely put it in a pretty good position. And they were crying, sobbing, crying, Kershaw and Ellis, hold, hugging each other, crying. They're best friends, and this came out of nowhere. That's really going to get the team pumped up for game three. Like, everyone was like, oh, we, we've lost. There's no chance. And they did this weird trade, and from going super high, knowing that we could kind of really take control of this division, to what, what are we going to do? And so it's emotions, and that's what happens why the Giants win all these games and then lose all their games. The team's actually better now for the Giants than it was right before the break. The the actual players are back, right? You didn't have Pence and Panic. They're both back, but the team's playing worse. Well, what's interesting, and that's such a good point. Look, if you're Dodgers, um, you know, the the general manager, or you're the, the Dodgers brass, as we like to say, why, man, put... AJ Ellis's con- uh, salary just counted as part of Kershaw's. Pit catch him one game. I know it takes up a roster spot, but isn't that worth it to you to get those guaranteed fifteen to twenty wins a year? To have that guy, you do. I mean, they spend all kinds of money. They'll go spend millions of dollars on a. And I don't know what they're paying AJ Ellis, but that 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 is is there a price too high? 
to pay that guy. Well, here's the here's here's the thing that's so freaking crazy that I don't understand. <clears throat> so they want Carlos Ruiz, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's been in a lot of playoff games. Um, they said, oh yeah, he's he's done really well. Well, they freaking lost to the Giants in one of those series, yes, so not that did. well because that yes. team sucked for the right. Giants. So Carlos Ruiz is in as great as everyone makes it out. Uh, the rosters expand in. You there? Yeah, the roster expands. Okay. Yeah, I someone just called actually. Uh, that was on Skype. The rosters expand in September, so give them somebody else. Phillies don't want Ellis. They're going to release him at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The rosters expand in September. Bring in Ruiz and tell tell Ellis he's the basically a player manager and he's going to play once every five weeks. Right or whatever, right, and then he won't go on the the playoff roster. Whatever it is, I don't care. You cannot go in there. You should read the tweet. Now I can, yeah. Now you're breaking up. Thank you, Skype. Person I've ever known in my life. This is this is on Skype because you are breaking up. But I, I'm sure I'm shocked. I'm shocked, and like you said, how, how many World Series have the Phillies won with Carlos Ruiz? One. Okay, he's got. They lost to the Giants, a very good Giants club that year. Okay, just just after. No, it was a whole horrible poor part of why I don't want him. Well, I, I that's really uh, surprising. Okay. That's really surprising. Okay, that that happened, and you're right. That does. You know, Matt Duffy getting traded affected the Giants. They brought in Matt Moore now. Yep. it'll that's take ex- right. Yeah, this exact same thing. And Matt Moore is a good pitcher, but he hasn't come in and lit the world until yesterday, but he was facing a team in disarray. And now, I don't know how well you can hear me, but now we have three games against the Cubbies, and all three of their aces are going. Wow. Well, so... So we we could be back in second place. Well, we'll see. The way the Giants are playing... Yeah, Giants are playing the Braves. Right. Right. Well, right. but they got the Braves and they've got Baumgartner. It sucks. I'm, I'm very like it. It was almost there. And, and like you were saying last week, we're always. Why can't we just have a, a nice middle thing? Why does it always have to be highs and lows? Uh-huh. Just give me. Just give me something normal. fact that we just the highs and lows of sports kill you and it seems like it's seems like it's worse now but you know if you look at Carlos Ruiz like you said you understand their thought process on it right but you don't take that you got to take that that emotional side of it in there as well if you're bringing your franchise player to tears because you just traded his guy I mean that's just to me that is that's crazy that's crazy I don't. I don't get well, that. stupidity, and and I don't get it either. And the other thing is, the reason they couldn't carry three catchers is because they go after all these pitchers. They get injured, and since we only average four point two innings a game, um, it's kind of hard. We have to carry an extra reliever. We have we have like twelve pitchers when most people carry ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. It's their own stupidity that put them in this position where they couldn't. How do you get rid of AJL? It's like I don't know how much you know about him. I know yeah. you, 
You've yeah, seen I, him play. Yeah. He's never even been traded. He was picked up as a Dodger. He's never worn another uniform uh, in minors or majors that wow. was anything other than Dodger organization. And just, it was so odd. And to do it right before that game. Yeah. Well, do you know any autistic people that are like really brilliant, but like have no bedside manner? Like a lot of doctors, they say, have autism and where they just say stuff like, why would you say that? Mm -hmm. But they're really brilliant. I think that's the Dodgers. Well, the thing that the, the, the very encouraging thing, obviously, for the Giants is Matt Moore looked really good last night. His mechanics, they were talking about the commentators, uh, Kipe and Crook, you know, our boys. Um they're talking about that, that he just looked better finally after four or five starts or three or four since he's come over uh, from the the devil or the D rays, but he, he looked good and they need that. I mean, obviously they needed that win. Let me tell you something interesting. They've lost they had lost four in a row, eight of ten, and twenty five of thirty six since the All Star break. That's that's that they needed something there and they didn't get their win from their ace. And, uh, you know, they, they needed something there. So, you know, go get one out well, of three. Your ace got blown up, by the way. That was beautiful. Hey, Dane Orge, two-time World Series winner, right, hit five, over 500 in one of the World Series. He said, look, no ace is going to go out and be great every time. No ace. He's never seen Kershaw okay, in I knew that was games. coming. I knew that was coming. And he did look really good this playoff Okay, now I'm flat. So, so anyway, that's okay. You know, Bumgarner is going to be able to come and 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 uh, you know make it happen when he needs to. But I think it was. Hey, you good. know, you know what? If the Dodgers get in, this is going to be great. If, if the Dodgers win the West, that means Bumgarner, because you know Bumgarner is going to, of course, go in and and uh, take care of business in the one game playoff against St. Louis or Pitt. That means Giants Cubbies, and I think you're better than the Cubbies. I think, like you've said, the Cubbies are one hit one. Meaning, home runs they live or die, right? They they mm-hmm. and they have pit, good pitching, but if their hitting isn't hitting, pitching in the playoffs is is everything, right? Get that one hit, Cody Ross, to beat Holiday. Get that one home run in the seventh inning, and you're beating them, and you're 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 on the path to a World Series championship. That's what we're talking about. Would you agree? Yeah, and I actually would like that because we do not match up well with the Cubbies, but. Uh, I think we match up better with you guys than the Cubs. Uh-huh. But you just – we've never had Giants versus Dodgers. I don't know. I, I go through like pure heartburn during the whole world, the playoffs anyways. If we're playing the Giants in the playoffs, I seriously don't know what I'll do. Like, Jim, I honestly don't think I can watch it live. I really don't. It, it It's kind of like that, that BYU-Utah game, which you and I will be watching together this year. But I don't necessarily like watching it live. There are certain games that I would almost rather know the score, and then I will go back and watch it because it takes years off of my life if I watch it live, the ups and downs of those games. Yeah, the, I, I, I watch the Bush push with completely live at a party, which I hate doing anyways when it's all – it's just so much energy. And if you remember the Bush push game, there was the pass to Jarrett before that. We were going to lose. We were the number one team. We were the best team that year. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose to that fat coach, that pretty boy quarterback, like everything possible, and Notre Dame in general, who I hate. And and I was just like – and when that game – when we when it finally was official that we had won from the Bush push, I, I went to the – 
I took a knee and I couldn't get up for like 15 minutes. I just sat there. I was so exhausted. And that's not even playoff. Like that wasn't even the final <laughs> game. I don't. I will be distraught. Yeah. No, I, will be I know. And it's an even year. So if we lose that game, it means the winner goes to the World Series. At that point, the Do- Giants or Dodgers, one of those teams would win the World Series. I, I guarantee right now, or mark it down, if the Giants and Dodgers play in the playoffs, that whoever wins that game will win, beat the AL team in four. I just think that it's going to be that easy. Well, I, I agree, and it's, I just don't, I don't look forward to I actually am happy slash relieved when the Dodgers lose in the playoffs like last year, you know. Or, yeah, you know. it brings a great joy to watch the other team. But I haven't seen the Giants lose since the last time I was truly happy is when Miami scored at the plate. Remember the guy came around yeah, I remember and that. scored and you guys lost? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I remember the that Marlins. Well. Were they Florida Marlins? Yeah. Yep, yep. Florida so, Marlins. So. Well, listen, let's hit our emails real quick because technology seems okay. to be holding up all right right now. Yeah, it's, it's hot right now, so we'll get it in while we can. And then next week also um, – uh, okay, hold on a second. Next week – We'll Next go week, deep into from, college. Yeah, we're Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. We're going to be talking college. There'll be a few games that maybe have happened, and then we're ready to roll. Yeah, good. Okay, so we'll just do baseball this week and get out. And all the emails were all uh, baseball-related. So here's the first one. Hey, guys, that first game we played was ugly. And trust me, I know ugly. Have you seen my wife? Sincerely, Madison Bumgarner. Oh, dude, What? You can't come on this pod and do that. Who wrote that email? Madison Bumgarner did. It's right here. I like, think why somebody did he say that about his wife. I think I've somebody never, hacked, she look like? Somebody hacked his account. That is not. What, that is not nice. What does she look like? She's a very beautiful young lady. Okay. Um, I've been holding on to that one for so long, and it just <laughs> she is a cowgirl. That's the best way I could put it. Hey, okay. we have a lot of cow folks who listen to this. You watch it, buddy. Yeah, you know the Oakland A's wouldn't have drafted him because in that in that um, Moneyball movie they wouldn't draft the one guy because he didn't have a good looking girlfriend, and they said he has no confidence. So, <laughs> yeah, that better have been his high school sweetheart because the word yikes comes okay. to mind. Okay, I get it. Right. Okay, you're not attracted okay. to Madison Bumgarner's wife. I get it. That's that's, that's wrong. Right. But but are you? Okay, you don't even have to answer it because I know you love them too much. All right. Uh, here's another one. Hey, I have a better arm than Angel Pagan in left field for the Giants. Sincerely, every Little League baseball player over eight years old and Kirk Gibson. Hey, would you would you would you love to have on help Pagan on your team though, or not? Yeah, but um, I would. Yeah, I'd put him. I'd put him out there. He's 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 get some hits, but his arm is. I didn't know. I didn't. I just never paid attention. But his arm is really bad. What's amazing like, to me, Jim, <laughs> honestly, is you can go watch some games of fourteen-year-old kids, fifteen, sixteen. And they that, that some of these kids really have great arms. It's amazing that a major leaguer that's been playing this this long, and maybe that's part of it, at some point couldn't develop at least just a a a really good arm. Doesn't have to be like a hose like Josh. Yeah. What's his name? But you know what I mean by that. It's it's amazing that a yeah, guy like, like that can't develop a good arm. 
Why is well, that? Did you hear? I don't know if you heard the end of the email, but it said every eight-year-old and Kirk Gibson. Kirk oh, Gibson, yeah. if you had, if you had, let's just say the top ten overall athletes that have ever played, I'd put you know maybe Trout or something. Kirk Gibson's got to be in there, right? All-American wide receiver for yeah. Michigan State. Yes. He would throw the ball sometimes. I'm not joking. It would go 10 feet straight into the grass. He didn't just have a bad arm. He couldn't even control it to where it was like it was like a little five-year-old baby. Or no, it's a five-month-old baby where it just throws the ball, but it goes right into the ground. Like, he was so bad. But, you People, know, yeah. you know, it's funny also, you know who did not have a very good arm is uh, the greatest player of all time. I should, you, you know, uh, Barry Bonds. Rick Russell? <laughs> oh, Barry Bonds. You know, you remember, he didn't He didn't have a very good arm either. He would kind of come up, he kind of had a weird throwing motion. He couldn't throw, when he was the Pirates, couldn't throw that catcher out at home plate, you know, on that base yeah, hit. Brain. Right. Yeah, so, well, yeah the, 18, the 18 bouncer. Yeah, right. It started bouncing before, you know, before the, in, the infield, <laughs> the infield dirt, not the infield grass, the infield dirt, you know. So, yeah. That is so, I think part of it is lefties can't throw. That is it. I wonder if I wonder why they have a beautiful. All right. Here's the last one. This one uh, I don't get, but whatever it says, <laughs> the better team did not win that series. The Dodgers are a bunch of cowards. Sincerely, Hope Solo. So she is absolutely right. They were very cowardly, and they even that that they would celebrate that little off the handle jam shot. <laughs> that Corey Pretty Boy Seeger got hit into left into right field is beyond me. Okay, I agree with Hope on this one. I agree. Yeah, right. but cowards. That's that's strong stuff from Hope Solos. That's how she feels. I'm going to put her on a six month probation. I flew behind Hope Solo in uh, in to uh, Tokyo one time. She was um, about two roads ahead of me. Her and her uh, boyfriend, who is remember her boyfriend. Um, yeah, the tight end for yes. or no? Yeah, yeah, the tight end for uh, which U- is odd because a lot of people say Hope Solo has a tight end. So you know it really works it's, both it's ways. U Dub tight end member and and he, yeah, Sephiris Sephiris Jenkins or something. Sephiris Jenkins. He was a big boy. He was a big boy. Yeah. to get up walking around on that that twelve hour flight. Did you walk up to if you if I was there, I'd have walked up and said, "Well, it looks like you're not flying Hope Solo today." Boom! Take that. <laughs> hey, so. So just to close, to wrap things up, I just want to um, quote Andrew Friedman on his tra- on, on, on why he traded, you know, and, and what happened. Here's what he said. I could go on and on about AJ and his attributes and what he brings to a team. Not this team, what he brings to a team. <laughs> Andrew Friedman, Dodgers president of baseball operations, said, and if Carlos didn't possess similar things, we wouldn't have made the move. It's okay. That's better, right? You feel better? No. And um, <laughs> I feel horrible, and I feel bad for Carlos Ruiz, who's going to come into a place where everybody loved this guy, and now he's going to be almost a bad guy by association. Mm-hmm. Now, Carlos Ruiz, I'm sure they talked to Chase Utley and said, what kind of guy right, is this right, dude? Right. And there is a lot of – you read the Philly tweets, and it was almost a little bit of the same. I mean, you know, Ruiz helped me through a lot. He's a great man. It, but, again, it's it, it was just like, why then, why at that point? And we didn't have a second backup catcher for that game. Like, why don't you start Ellis, and then after the game, after we win and we beat the crap out of Moore and that crappy fastball, you say, hey, Ellis, bye-bye, as the kids say. 
and then you get rid of them. But not then, not now. Not right. Oh, it, it's stupid. It, it'll it'll be that'll be really interesting, you know. Also, a couple of just last minute notes, you know. Like we said, Bumgarner got lit up pretty good. Cueto the week before, I think it was the Orioles. Um, I was telling my boys, I, he it was like batting practice for them. They were hitting him so hard. And then he came back and threw a jam against the Dodgers with a very solid lineup with the Dodgers, obviously. I know there's a right. couple guys out. But well, Cueto did – Cueto's trick-or-treat. We've talked about it. You're going to get a no-hitter or a, right. he's out by the second inning. And part of it is because if he does that little stupid jigaboo move, whatever that little jig thing he does in the middle and then throws it – Actually, that's not a good term to use. I didn't mean it that way. I meant he yeah, actually does a jig and then like a peekaboo. Right, right. Yeah, right. jig peekaboo. That's what I right, meant. Right. Jeez. All right. Jeez, that little thing. It, it is. He he goes. He stops. He looks. He kind of turns right. away. And and like you said, sometimes it's it's uh, sometimes he is just nails. And he threw a, obviously threw a very very good game. And the Giants yeah. need to uh, get in the weight room or need to eat more zotes because. That, that that ball that Crawford hit in the eighth inning with two guys on warning track, you got you know, oh. three or four more feet, dude, and that's a that's a different. Well, I watched of loss. it. Yeah, my my uh, three or four more feet, a eighth of an inch on his bat. You know, um, as soon as he hit that, I watched it with Tanner, my son, and my wife and kids were out in Utah screwing around, and. Uh, after it was over, Tanner, after he caught that ball at the warning track, Tanner and I had to both go change our underwear and then come back for the ninth <laughs> inning because I was my heart stopped and I lost all bodily function. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, listen, this is a good one, and hopefully next week we're in studio. If not, we'll be doing this again. But oh no, no we next week we're, we're together. That's right. No, we're, we're, we're going to have two in a row because I'm going to be out in Utah. So we're going to have two face to face. All right. I'm looking forward to that very much, sir. All right, buddy. All right, well, be good. Uh, I'll check with you in a week. Check with see it, see you in a week. Uh, actually, almost a week from right now. It, it uh, we're going to be getting ready to to game it up, man. So, uh, Jimmy Boy, thanks again. As all is awesome. Thanks to DC who is in Chicago today, um, watching his son play in a football game this evening. Went to the White Sox game last night. Walk off home run. He said, um, "Thanks to Zotes and." Uh, for their sponsorship, Zotes.com. AE15, you get 15% off, and the flavors are good. And Zotes, I, I've heard that they're coming out with a new, very popular flavor. So we uh, we will see. So thanks to Zotes. Caramel. Yes, that's exactly right. We're not going to give anything away, though. So until next week, we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Jay Ellis.